Hello and welcome to the DFS PhD show for today, the 19th of June. And we're going to start off with a bunch of celebrations. Money, 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 money. Thanks to my wife, Susanna, for the Father's Day gift, which does have our brand on it. DFS PhD brand. So we'll do this on days where things go well. All right, let me pop you behind the glass so you can see what we're talking about here. Share screen and get you the right screen. So you can see money, money, money. We didn't actually win the big money yesterday, but we did get the thing that lets us do the big celebration. So here's the big celebration. Um, we didn't win this. We actually only got ninth place in the contest. Uh, but, you know. It's fun to be up there. And Marte, come on, man. Don't strike out so much. The um, closer for the Cardinals totally owning him. Uh, okay. But we did have a great day yesterday, or today, yesterday, a bunch of other things. So we're just going to go over all the hits and why you should play positive expected value lineups, why you should pay attention to your metrics. For instance, I know I make money on League of Legends. So I won a bunch of money yesterday. What did I do? Fifty or I did 50 out of 150 max for the League of Legends. Might have been 98 max, whatever it was. And we got a bank. So when you're sun running, you're sun running. Won 240 with this one lineup, but I won 280 overall in the morning. And then yesterday, this is the silliest thing of all. I, I'm not even doing Rainmakers to make money. I was doing it to like offset my income from the other stuff. But won 250 yesterday thanks to Tommy Fleetwood's ridiculous round and Rory fading so hard gave me the extra 150 right at the end. Um, Right. And then so the reason we had money to throw around and everything else today. Oh, right. Was the earlier win from baseball. And so I was like, all right, let me try to win this showdown because I've been telling you guys all about baseball showdowns. You know, I'm taking them every day for these these uh, these tickets because that's positive expected value. Nobody is doing real sports satellites to Madden Sims. Nobody is doing that. Like, I don't I didn't even look at it, but I'm sure my expected value was positive by at least 50 percent here, probably 100 um, percent. So, yeah, I didn't quite take down, but I wanted to show you guys what did take down because it, it was easy. These guys. I mean, congratulations to you guys. You deserve your $11,000, but it should have been mine too. Look at this. You got Bayo starting, Severino, and then a 3-1 Boston stack. You could only make like five of these. So anyway, number one, what was I doing not building this one? I got kind of close. And you know, yeah, it's a little bit, I guess Kike. Kike is probably why this was so unique. A right-on-right -right matchup. You think he's going to get pulled maybe. Um, but I, yeah, that's my... Bowers was obvious value. Duran was obvious value. Cassus maybe is the other piece that's a little lower owned. I forget exactly what the percentages were. But regardless, play MLB showdowns. There's like, people are so dumb. Look at these. You can't see the percentages on this screen. Can you see them on the other screen? No. But the percentages, if you add the pitchers percentages together, were like 68%. No, that's bad. People are not playing the right game. More often than not, pitchers go five innings. Probably 25% of the time they don't. So you should have 75% of both pitchers in your lineups and 50% of your lineups, right? Because three quarters times three quarters is nine sixteenths. More than half the time, you should have two pitchers in your lineups for showdown. So look what I did. More than half the time, I put in 10 entries. Eight of them had, I think actually seven of them had both pitchers and three of them didn't. So you just match the probabilities of things that are going to happen and you make money with MLB showdowns because nobody's doing it that way. Okay. Now, we were just talking about what are positive expected value moves. Trust me, I should have told you guys up top. It'll be another couple of minutes until we get into the actual MLB slate today. I promise it is coming. It's a big one. I got 20 in the um, FBWC qualifier tonight, so we're going to talk about it at some length. But 
the reason we have so much money in these qualifiers is because of the expected value. I'm only there because I'm winning expected value in the MLB showdown. So yesterday, where did I find the expected value? Queen of the court showdowns. Look at this. What is this? This is like almost 100% return, 50% return, 160% return. What in the world are these? Like, what are y'all doing? I didn't win any of these, but expected value tells me I already won. So that's that's the way I feel about it. That's how you should feel about expected value as well. Speaking of, I don't think I'm going to continue doing this A-B test between native uh, projections and Ship It Nation. This is the fourth out of five slates where Ship It Nation has won. In three out of the four wins, they've won by more than a home run. And um, last night, I mean, look at this. The actual, like, they gave me the 210, the one that you guys just saw on the other screen. Um, I don't think that was actually in the pool. But you, you know what I mean. Like, the um, they outperformed. So keep this number in mind, 212. And then we go over to the other set of projections, with which with the exact same, like, pitcher percentages. And it, it won by like 60. Yeah, 164. Oh, okay. It's possible this isn't quite ordering right. But I don't think that they had anything up in the 210s. Oh. Well. Huh. Okay, I got to go look at this again. I thought, when I looked at this last time, it was a decisive win for the other. Um... Okay, so I'm not sure what exactly happened here, but. It would make sense that if they use the same underlying percentages, they should be relatively close and not a huge blowout. But I thought I saw a huge blowout for the... Well, okay, whatever. A lot of my lineups hit yesterday. All right, let's 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 look at the weather today, make sure I'm not missing anything there. Oh, Colorado at Cincinnati. That's the early game, though, right? Let's check. It is not the early game. Oh, boy. Okay, Colorado at Cincinnati. So we've got something to really pay attention to here now. Scattered, slow-moving downpours in the area. Really going to come down to a pregame weather check. Trying to pinpoint something that specific 12 hours out. Okay, so we've got to come back in from left. So it's good pitch. Oh, I hate this. It's going to be good pitching matchup if it does hit. Okay, good. At least I don't want any of the pitchers anyway. <laughs> so that's a positive. Uh, don't play any of these Colorado or Cincinnati pitchers, but I don't think they're at the top of your list. Gomber. Yeah. Okay. N no worries there. <laughs> you know, so now the question is are you playing the stacks or not? And it's one of the first games to lock. So. I don't know. Yeah, if they're not gonna if they're not gonna postpone it, it probably means it will play at hmm. We'll we'll double check. Yeah. It says not even to do it 12 hours out, and we are a little bit closer than 12 hours out. What what is this? It's Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati weather. You can just get the overall sense of what okay. So it's going to rain all day into the night. Yeah, that doesn't look great. Check out these wins. Okay. Yeah, so probably, uh, what does it say, about a 75% chance that this game is rained out. All right. We'll know that closer to lock. But uh, for now, I'm going to pop the filters on so I don't accidentally wind up with a lot of these guys. Okay, that reduces it to a six-game main slate, which somehow still has some pretty tough decisions. So... Here are my pitching exposures for the slate. For now, I'm waffling on Scherzer. I'm waffling on Pablo. These guys are good. I know they're good, but they're the teams they're playing are good. Houston and Boston, like, not good, good, but, like, contact good. I don't think it's going to be really easy for Scherzer to get through Houston. He's had a couple. He's, like, 50-50, right? It's 50-50 if he even has a good game these days. He's gotten a little bit old, and his being not scared of contact, contact is no longer cute. So I'm fading a little bit at least. 
I think I'm leaving him in the pool. I'm only doing 20 today, so that's why this is a tough question. With 20, I normally like to restrict to four pitchers. I'm considering five or six, just because Pablo and Scherzer do have the upside of the other guys, even if the expected value isn't quite there, and the expected value is pretty much there. Okay, you know what? I, I don't feel strongly enough about it. I'm, I'm going uh, 10 to 25 of both of these guys, because they're both good, even though Boston's good and whatever. Because I just don't feel that strongly about, who was it? Merrill Kelly? Yeah, let's bump him down to 35, 20. He's fine, but whatever. Um, and then Houston, yeah, that's that's a bit of a stand. Bumping down 25 to 40. So that's like 2x for maximum Hunter Brown, just in case I messed that up. And let's add these up. Do we have 100, 135, 185? He has options. 65, 85. Okay, so we've not given them an impossibility. And look at these game stacks, guys. Good luck. No, we're not game stacking. Sorry. Look at these um, team stacks. I don't... I don't force game stacks ever. I only will pay attention to the team stacks. And today, I guess I'm getting to Cincinnati and Texas. No, I'm not getting to Cincinnati because they are crossed off. But this is why <clears throat> why we got to pay attention to that. Because Gomber is terrible. And he's playing in the Great American Ballpark. Or whatever they're calling it now. Family field. I forget what it is. It's, just, it's a tiny ballpark. Going to give up a lot of home runs. But, I mean, Gomber's used to the challenge. His normal ballpark is like a weird ballpark too. We'll have to see what the percentages come in on. I'm probably matching the field with these top two and then taking shots and, and not, I'm not got any big stands here. I mean, I guess if Houston is really this low, I, I'm going to have a few leverage Houston stacks because you've already heard me not believing in Scherzer and you've heard, you know that I'm all about making consistent plays. So if I'm slightly fading Scherzer, I'm going slightly heavy on Houston stacks because if he gets beat up, he's going to get way beat up, right? Like that's what's happened the last couple of times he's gotten beat up. Same thing with, ooh, wow, look at this Mets stack, huh? That's that's pretty attractive if people really are imputing the Mets stack. I mean, obviously, we got a good pitcher, right, who's going against them. Hunter Brown, he's good. We're going to get a lot of strikeouts from him. But I don't know. I don't know for sure that that Mets stack isn't going to go off, isn't going to dominate late game. So the fact that I'm going to get them at a low percentage, I'm probably taking at least, I don't know, 20% stacks on uh, the Mets. Uh, by the way, so that's going to pretty much wrap it up for the main slate today. There's not that much going on. Oh, yeah. For people on the podcast, the pitchers and their exposures, um, about half and half, maybe a little more. Listen to the audio. So Corbin Burns, I'm going 40 to 60 percent. Strong, strong. He's your stud to stuff, along with James Paxton, 30 to 50 percent. Then we've got our leverage studs in Hunter Brown and Merrill Kelly. I'm going 25 to 40 on Hunter and 20 to 35 on Merrill. And then there's the studs I'm fading, and I'm not sure I'm even leaving in the pool. So those are Pablo Lopez and Max Scherzer. And currently I got Pablo, I got them both at 10 to 25%. That's my like slight fade for them. Maybe, you know, I'm going to take Pablo down even further, 5 to 20, because Boston's good. I just saw them be good. Everybody just saw them be good. So, but then I'm, I'm taking such a little peck at it. Do I even want it? Yeah, it's just the value and the projections. They're all, it's it could be him, right? I mean, like, He's good. He can he can do a complete game shutout of Boston, right? I mean, like, it's not out of the question, and the odds are about 5 to 20%. So I'm happy with everything as I see it here. I'm probably not going to change it much. Um, and yeah, right, the other thing was I sometimes give out prize picks, but today I will not because there's only one good line on the whole board and don't really believe in that one either. So I think Corbin Burns could get as many strikeouts as he wants today. And besides that, all of our implied odds are terrible. I don't want anything below 70%. I'd like my implied odds to please be, you know, 70 plus 68, maybe in a pinch if I really believe in the case. But I don't believe insurers are going under hits 70% of the time either. I think he's probably going to go. I think that's maybe 50-50 closer. 
maybe this Lindor lines. I mean, he's facing a good pitcher. I don't believe in any of this. I don't. I don't even think the ones that are close to seventy deserve to be close to seventy percent implied odds. So not no no ticket today. Don't like it. We did hit three out of four yesterday. If you took the prize picks, but you should also know expected value play on prize picks, right? Like I am not doing four picks. It is way worse. It is eighty percent worse expected value to do a four pick than to do the five pick. So. I only do five picks and sometimes six picks if they juice the percents or whatever, but I want the 90%. That's the only way it's worth doing for me for prize picks. Is it better than if I put that money into satellites? That's the other way I make money gambling. So just make sure you understand yeah, how you're making that money. And uh, I guess I'll go out of the, uh, let me stop the share so that we can end with money, money, money. See you guys tomorrow.